Yes, I'm a fan, but I bring to the table, well, a little bit of physical therapy, but I'm concerned about society and sports, racism in sports. Hey, look, I served in the military. 20 plus years in the United States Army, retired officer, three combat tours to Iraq. Now, this is when he was in his raw, raw state. I mean, meat eating, raw, rare, eating flesh, all kind of this carnivorous, this mean and scary guy. And, uh, we wanted to just share with y'all, maybe even crow a little bit on where our Lakers are right now. We're with the Dodgers and the Braves, and Dodgers getting the brakes beat off of them. And when games don't turn the ball over, and that's their bugaboo, is turning the ball over and giving up too many points on defense. The defense hasn't shown up yet for 2020. This episode of Take It to the House is brought to you by Mesa Trophies and Plaques. Now, take it to the house. I'm Dr. Vic Herbin III, and I'm taking it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover, and I welcome you to Taking It to the House. I'm Dr. Jania Hoover, and I'm taking it to the house. What is on my mind for my first burn is the people, and specifically the people that watched and complained about the um, Mike Tyson Roy Jones Jr. fight. That was the Saturday. There were a lot of people that watched it. It set some records with the pay-per-view streams. I think there were over a million. But what surprised me, and it shouldn't have, was all of the commentary and complaints about the fact that there wasn't a knockout, there wasn't a real winner, and, and the like. Now, I remember seeing the rules when they were publicized, they said, this is more for entertainment purposes. There isn't gonna be a real winner. Everyone gets a trophy, everyone gets a belt. But still on the land of social media, there were so many people complaining and I just wanted to tell them, read. They told you exactly what the rules were. I'm a teacher, so I'm also very sensitive to that. I'm the one where the kid asks a question that I've just answered. I tell them to look at their instructions. So people, Look at your instructions, okay? They told us exactly what it was. We enjoyed it. Snoop, if you didn't like the fight itself, Snoop Doggy Dog gave us enough to be um, excited about. And that's my burn for today. Victor, what do you have for us? Leadership. Leadership 101. The Detroit Lions finally made the best decision all season. They fired Matt Patricia. Not because of his poor record. That's obvious. But I like to believe because he's a poor leader. And it's interesting we started looking at Matt Patricia, Bill O'Brien, both fired this year. One other thing they had in common, they both come from the Bill Belichick tree of life. The challenge is that we have to understand as a society, as a sports industry, there's certain types of leadership styles that just need to die. The authoritative, berating, demeaning, mistreating, that, that's done. That Bobby Knight uh, era type of coaching and leadership, that, that has no place. We're still dealing with grown men. We're dealing with college kids. In the case of uh, Wichita State's Greg Marshall. So when are we going to get to a point where we start hiring the right coaches that are also the right people, right type of people? We need someone who's going to inspire your team, who's going to be an example, not trying to duplicate what they think was ideal leadership. I need Bill Belichick or I need to yell at people and I'm I have to be most uh, because I'm the most knowledgeable one and uh, the superiority complex. That's no place. If we're about training and coaching, teaching 
and bringing out the best of people, do that. It does not require some level of beratement and mistreatment. So I think that's a great uh, fire as opposed to saying we have a great hire. It's a great fire. You had a great leader in Jim Caldwell, not only because he's a great locker room guy and a lot and, and a person that can inspire his team, but he also had a great winning record. So as the offseason comes upon us within the next four weeks for some of these teams, and it's already started from some other teams already being 0 and 8 or 0 and 11, like the uh, the Jets, it's time to really consider when you start going back into the hiring pool. What type of person, what type of character do you want leading your team and leading your men? Because at the end of the day, players will play if they like you, and they show that. That's what I have. I got a slow burn, and I just want to share with you. We're talking about the NFL. We're talking about the NFL hiring practice, but I want to talk about the NFL as fans. I'm a fan. And we talked two months ago about, in the end, what kind of product were they going to put out there? So to Mr. Goodell, Roger, you, Mr. Goodell, I applaud you for putting the product out there. I applaud you for trying. Adam Silver did it, the NBA, uh, the, uh, the Major League Baseball. They were able to do it. And right now you're trying. You're really trying. But as a fan, I got to admit to you and say to you that you're losing me because the product is poor. And as a consumer of the NFL, I don't like what I'm seeing. I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm sorry. And so I hope Adam Silver, the NBA, when you get ready to start up your season, that you pay attention, pay close attention to your protocols. My co-host here, Victor Herbin, was talking about maybe you build in a couple of weeks of break. Two times. Two times for two weeks for COVID-related issues. You didn't listen to him. And now look at you. And so I think, Adam Silver, you may want to look at building some breaks in there to be able to complete the season because COVID is going to hit you. If you're using the NFL and the NCAA as a model, know that COVID is coming and it's coming soon. So, Jania, I just want to say, I think the NFL, well, I know the NFL is losing me. My question is to everybody else, what's, what's going on? Are we happy? Yeah, we didn't have football. We didn't have baseball. We didn't have basketball there for a few months. And then they all came back. The NFL had a chance. You had more time to prepare for this season than any other major sports. Jania, I think Roger Goodell is failing us right now. But however, he's putting a product out there. Just wanted to know what you thought. Great point. It's just unfortunate all around because as fans, we want to see football. We're in a situation where it's like something is better than nothing. Like I enjoy my routine of sitting on my couch and enjoying an adult beverage and planning my classes for the week while I'm watching football. Um, I'll admit that I enjoyed watching my Falcons a lot more this week than I have in other weeks. But in the back of my mind, I know that we're not getting the product that we should be getting. The question remains, you know, is something better than nothing? And it's unfortunate, but what we're seeing is that basically it is. We are willing to, as a society, this isn't just a football thing, but we're seeing so many examples where we're, we are willing to sacrifice safety, health protocols um, in order to adhere to whatever semblance of normalcy that exists. So we're talking about football. I'm a teacher. I see this in schools as well. So a lot of what we're doing, so much of it is trying to recreate and keep what 
we were doing normally and just putting it online. When, when it comes to leadership, when it comes to sports, when it comes to a system, when it comes to a program, you need to be flexible and respond to the situation at hand. We're in unprecedented times. No one expected anything about 2020 to, to be this way, but we need to take actions that are prioritizing public health. And when we see that, I think the Ravens had more cases today and they still played the game. The Ravens are without their quarterback. They still played this, this game. The Broncos had to get someone off the street to play quarterback on Sunday and they still played the game. So what we're seeing is that there is a willingness to persevere, but often it is in pursuit of the mighty dollar. And it's just unfortunate that that's what is um, focused on at this time. We're talking about sports, but this is a similar situation that I see in schools as well. And we're doing the entire nation, really the entire world a disservice when we pretend that what we're doing right now and what we're living through is normal at any sense. Now, there may be in the future, hopefully the not so distant future, that we'll get back to things the way that they, the way that they were and hopefully even be better than. In a lot of cases, we want them to be better than they were. But for right now, we need to have a seat. We need to take a break. We really need to look. They had an interview with Roger Goodell and he talked about how they trust their protocols and they feel like they're being safe. But every other day we see another team that has to shut down their facilities, another team that has to quarantine, you know, an entire roster of players. So what does success look like and, and how are we measuring that in a pandemic? I like what you said. We became uh, victims to the process in the sense where something's better than nothing. I'm at a point now I found something that's better than nothing, that nothing is football. One thing we learned over COVID and during the quarantine time in the beginning is how to operate without. We learn how to operate and become more closer with our families. We, we picked up new hobbies. And there's a good six month period almost before sports started again. So we had to find out how to, how to, how to coexist. So one thing that it has helped and prepared me for is an abysmal football season. Because what's happening before, I thought it was just my Ravens, this sorry. But the whole league is sorry. It feels like an extended preseason. And I can't watch it. Not watch it as intensely as I would have done in the years past. It's white noise. It's on the TV. I'll watch it while I'm doing something else. So I have found that something is better than nothing. And the football right now is my nothing. I'll complete the season passively. I'm tuned in. Why? Because I have a sports show that participated, so I have to at least know what's going on. But the level of passion that I usually have for a season, I don't have it right now. As a fan, I feel robbed. I, I, I know what I wanted in March, April, May, June. But again, I fought the leadership in a sense where you had six months to prepare for this. I'm just a guy off the street. And I'll tell you, do a four-week season, take two weeks off, Four weeks again. That's just me. This off the off the cuff. You had nine months to prepare for something. Nine months to develop a solid contingency plan that places the needs of the players first. That places the needs of the fans important as well. 
as well as the dollar. I know you want to make money. Let's do that. But give me something worth watching to watch the Steelers-Ravens game and really say, why well, I really don't want to watch this game. That's embarrassing. That's one of the best rivalries in all of NFL. Yet you put it on a Wednesday while most of the country still at work, those who have to go to the office. So, again, there's ways that they could have packaged this. And the scary thing is that's only week 11. We're about to start week 12. And as these cases get more rampant, what does that do to the playoffs? Could you imagine a playoff game where you don't have starting quarterbacks? Could you imagine a playoff game where you don't have the quarterback like the Ravens didn't have a quarterback? They didn't have their two starting running backs. They didn't have their defensive line. Yes, I'm going to take it from my Steelers. Hey, my Steelers fans that are going to haze me up. Got it. A loss is a loss scoreboard. They put, they put them on the field. But are you really going to be satisfied about that for a playoff game? What happens when Patrick Mahomes or someone on the Chiefs in the AFC Championship game gets it and they say, well, we still got to play the game? So, again, just be consistent, but don't be consistently horrible. And that's what it is. Yeah, so you're, you're plowing through. It's not pretty. It's not finesse. It's not a fine product. And yet, as a consumer, I, I'm caught up into it. So, Adam Silver, the NBA, please pay attention to what's going on. I am a huge fan. And because the NFL is doing what they're doing, I will easily be absorbed into the NBA. You know, with all of this that's going on, it is hard to know when one week ends and and another begins, especially in terms of football. But we're actually finishing up week 12 or we just finished up week 12 and week 13 starts uh, starts tomorrow. So um, Victor may have wanted to skip um, week 12 for or replay week 12 because of his Ravens. But um, we actually did just finish that up. But, you know, looking at how all of these things are playing out and it's kind of funny that I'm going to make this switch, but I'm going to do it because it's our show. So we've talked about everything that's wrong with the NFL, but we are here uh, almost 13 weeks into the season. We're seeing playoff pictures in every single game. So I want to know what are your rankings? You know, are there any teams that have overperformed? What about those that have underperformed? What, um, Victor, what do you think about where the teams are at this point in the season? I know some teams that don't need to be on that list anymore. Go ahead, scratch my team <laughs> off of there. The way they're playing, they don't even need to make it to the playoffs. Just, just let's go ahead, bow out gracefully. Take this as a learning experience. Take this as a humbling experience of your 14-2 record last season meant something last season. No one cares. No one's scared of you. No one cares that you're a couple games away from making it to the AFC Championship and maybe the Super Bowl last year. No one cares that you're an MVP. No one cares that you're you know on the cover of Madden. Guess what? Now play ball. And I hate to slam my boys like this, but I have to because no one's scared. You used to be the bullies of the AFC North. You used to be the bullies of the AFC. It used to be the Steelers and the Ravens that walk down neighborhoods and people run. Now you have the Tennessee Titans come into your house, M&T Stadium, and they stood on the logo and said, yeah, what? And then bust you in your mouth. So definitely take the Ravens out of the power rankings. They're not in the top five. They're not the top ten. I got to put them at the bottom. Not only by record, but even an eyeball test. There's definitely not the right team, Not definitely not the same team. So I cannot even depend upon them to even make it on my top five power rankings, particularly in the AFC. It's the Chiefs season and the Chiefs ring to lose. I, they've been consistent. 
despite COVID, they will give me a quality product on the field. I thank you, Andy Reid, for coaching your team up. I thank you, Andy Reid, for making sure there's some discipline within your locker room to make sure your boys are coming to play. They were in shape, and every week they're ready. So number one on my power rankings, because this, the field has, has become so small, I'm going to combine my AFC and NFC power rankings because there are not enough AFC teams to even circulate to make the top five. Number two, hey, Steelers, until someone beats them, and I know everyone talks about the record, but let's throw out records. Let's throw out who's a good team, who's a bad team, because every team has a COVID team. So it doesn't even matter. You play to win the game, and whoever's on your schedule, you beat them. You beat them. So they're ten, they're what? They're undefeated now. So Chiefs, Steelers, and them bad boy Titans. I saw Derrick Henry hurt somebody again last week. Again, people make grown man <laughs> decisions and business decisions when it comes to playing against the Tennessee Titans, in particular tackling Derrick Henry. So that's that's three teams of AFC. NFC, Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the Ravens of the NFC. A lot of expectation, a lot of flash on the field play, horrible. So throw them out the mix. I cannot go against... The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, hey, he, he's always been consistent. Uh, so it's Green Bay, uh, Seattle Seahawks, and whew, it's tough. I, I don't know what we'll get with the New Orleans Saints. Who that, who that nation? I was giving you all props three weeks ago before your boy went out with 11 broken ribs. I do not know what that team is. I, I got you, got your substitute, your backup quarterback. But I want to see what it looks like with Drew Brees out there. So now I have to take them out the top five only because they're not playing with their best lineup. So now it takes me to the NFC West where it's either the Cardinals or the Rams. That whole division is nasty over there. So I'm, I'm torn for another team to add to that power rankings. I'll have to give the nod to the, the Rams only because Sean McVay battle-tested. Uh, they, they, Aaron McDonald, uh, Floyd, that team is nasty. I trust their defense. Not so much their offense. I trust their defense. So I give them the nod, uh, slight nod right above the Arizona Cardinals. Wow. 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 I can't disagree with you. I'm, I was picking your comments apart and everything that you were talking about, I agree with. I agree with 100 uh, percent. By the way, you mentioned the New Orleans Saints. Uh, this would be the third week uh, since Drew Brees injury. This would be the third week he was supposed to be coming back. I have not heard a word. Has anybody else heard anything? But as far as, as far as power rankings, getting back on topic uh, for the AFC, I agree. Uh, the record is the record and it stands alone for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And then you got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. My goodness. Uh, it seems like they can just turn it on and off. Did y'all see what Tyreek Hill did last week in the first quarter alone? My goodness. And that was just one player. They were just cat and mousing whoever their opponent is on a weekly basis. So I still say K's, uh, KFC is a team to beat overall. They would be my number one pick. In the NFC, I want to say I agree with you, and I can't argue with you, but I want to bring up a dark horse. So last week – my sister was talking about the Atlantic Hawks as their dark horse, the team you need to watch for, the NBA. I know we're not talking about the NBA. I'm talking about the NFL. The 49ers, they're getting healthier right on time. You saw what they did with the uh, Los Angeles Rams last week. 
and they're still not complete. They're not 100%. You let them get a few weeks under their belt and they could make some noise, but Green Bay and New Orleans, based on record and performance on the field, they're solid choices right now. The Seahawks, I don't know. I really don't know because I don't, they have not put a full game together for me. And I'm not looking at the record, just the eye test. So the Seahawks, Russell Wilson, bad boy, hard to bet against him, hard to bet against Aaron Rodgers. Drew Brees is not there. Uh, but I'm not going to go with the, I'm not going to choose one over the other right now. No, no, neither one of them stand out. You know, nobody's dominant. And like you said, Tampa Bay, we can move on. <laughs> Tampa Bay, you ain't showing me nothing. You fell off, okay? Uh, but I did have a question about, because we talked earlier about Belichick and Brady, the divorce. And we talked that Brady at the time was boss down there in Tampa Bay. What are your thoughts now? Because Belly is winning up there. He's winning with a ragtag team. I just wanted to know uh, what you thought about that, Mr. Herman. I think it's like a... Uh... A couple that just broke up. Neither one of them say, I miss you. They both just struggling to move <laughs> on. They found them a new mate. They're trying to make it work. They know it doesn't really work. But for the eyeball, I got to make sure the, 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 other, the, ex, the ex knows that I'm doing better when I know I'm really not. So early in the yes. year, yes, Brady looked like he made the best choice. He's walking down the beach hand in hand with his new significant other looking all pressed only to find out it was a booger bear. You know, meanwhile, Belichick is all sad that he done lost his ex and he has this new thing and he's like, man, can this thing work? Now he's the one walking away saying, yes, we made this thing work. Look at us now. So, but I still miss Tommy. I, I, I think they both miss each other. They just have so much pride. They will not allow the other one to know that I miss you and we were better together versus apart. But you're right. Whatever Belichick has done, that team is starting to wake up again. Uh, but I still want – but they're still not – I don't know if they're still a playoff team because what the Buffalo Bills are doing over there and uh, how how deep the field of playoff teams are, uh, this will have to be one of the most powerful and impactful seasons Belichick does that they're going to pull us out to make to the playoffs. Yeah, um, Unc, I got to call you out. Uh, and just in case we have any Kansas City Chiefs fans out there, he meant KC, y'all. Give him a break. He's hungry. He said KC. I got bird on the brain. <laughs> I got bird on the brain. But it's okay. <laughs> got me looking for some KC up in this camp. <laughs> Where the Colonel Sanders at? just looking at these rankings and just looking at how this season has gone all along um i don't disagree i don't uh i don't trust the seattle seahawks and it, it it feels weird to say that because for the past several years all you all i did was trust the seahawks I knew that Russ was going to get it done. You could trust their defense in different aspects, but you know, Russ isn't always on the defense doesn't always make the plays. So I don't trust them. And then when it comes to the saints, obviously being a Falcons fan, I am quite familiar with them, but I'll reserve judgment. 
um, once they actually play a team that is um, quite frankly worth their time. So they played against the the Falcons, my Falcons, a couple weeks ago. They sacked Matt Ryan eight times, and then they beat up on the the Broncos this week. So we don't know what they can do without Breeze. So you can only beat who you play. I'm not taking anything against them. They're um, away from them. Their defense is legit. But I want to see what they can put together when they're actually playing against a a good team. So staying on uh, tap with the rankings, the college football rankings came out recently. So where are we with that? Unk, what do you think? I'm I'm so done with the NCAA. Um, We had a couple of episodes ago talked about not everybody's getting the same amount of reps. Not everybody's getting the same amount of games. And yet we're going to have a bowl and we're going to have uh, a Heisman Trophy winner. I understand the the money behind it, the the corporation behind it and why we're doing what we're doing. uh, But I don't like it. I don't feel it's equitable. So. They got Alabama, they got uh, Notre Dame, Clemson, Ohio State as the top four in that order. Uh, I don't care. I I really don't care because, again, it doesn't seem equitable. Not everybody's getting the same amount of games. Why are are, are people? Is it because of COVID? Is it because of the choice that they started the season or they 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 uh, uh, have moved some things back and they. Some I'm hearing reports that some coaches don't want to play these games and using COVID as an excuse because they're trying to uh, uh, affect the, the the rankings of the other their opponents. And so I, I, I call shenanigans called BS. I don't like it. And it's not a normal season. So to me, because it's not a normal season, I think we got to take the normal out. And if it's just games that you need to play so that these guys can have uh, potential reps for films so they can get, go on to a college career, then call it that. Then it's not about student athletes either or their safety. But what is it that you're putting out there? So as a fan, I'm not into it. I don't care about the rankings. Uh, somebody does. I know Vegas is probably making a lot of money. The, the um, respective institutions are making a lot of money uh, with regards to the rankings. It's good for recruiting to be saying that you're number one, number two, number three, number four, and it's bowl related. I get all of that. I just don't like it. Funny you say that. So because the college football playoff does uh, erase the top four and really uses them as the, the playoff games. And then of course you had the remaining 10 or remaining six to level out the top 10 who will play in those New Year's Eve uh, bowl games. What's important to note, the records for the top four. Alabama, ranked number one, record 8-0. Notre Dame, ranked number two, 9-0. Clemson, ranked number three, 8-1. Ohio State, ranked number four, 4-0. Uh-oh. We remember from Sesame Street, one of these things is not like the other. Are you telling me you got four teams in the top four? And one of the top four played four games? Four games? Now, out of the top ten alone, everyone's played a minimum of seven games. Yet Ohio State is number four with a 4-0 record? Who they play? They had a couple of games canceled because of COVID. But you mean to tell me you have enough film on tape for them to consider you to 
top four, one of the top four best teams in the nation to uh, to play for the championship. Come on, man. And not only that, the top ten don't have one team from the Pac-12. So how are we going to consider this an even fair, as you talked about, a fair and equitable system? Let's play the game. Do your your SEC championship game, pack, do a conference championship game, call it, call it quits, but at least you check the block and say we had a 20, a, a 2020 season. But to say that you're going to have a team even compete for the national championship potentially with a 4-0 record and you haven't played any of the hard teams in your in your own conference, come on, man. Who you who you fooling? So now you placed NCAA football, the same place I'm gonna put NFL. I'm not watching you because it's a joke. Why, 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 why would I even pay attention to that? Not because USC is not in the top 10. It's not about that. It's about what you're putting on TV. And it doesn't make any sense. Right. So, yeah, rankings, as you always say, miss me with that. Well said. Well said. So, <laughs> from NFL to NCAA to the NBA, which is starting in three very short weeks. The Christmas schedule came out and um, we've got the Pelicans at the Heat. We've got the Warriors and the Bucks, Nets and the Celtics, Mavericks and the Lakers, Clippers and the Nuggets. So, Unk, how are you feeling? I, I know you're our resident NBA fanatic. So we'll start with you. I said last week, the week before, I'm just excited that the NBA is coming back. Um, I feel like it's a better product. It has proven to be a better product, so I can't wait. The preseason starts on the 11th of December, which is just next week. Training camp has already opened up. And so I'm happy. Uh, so Christmas Day, I'm going to watch them all. I'm going to be tuned in. I'll be grabbing my popcorn, and I can't wait for it to kick off again. So because the season really just ended, we just crowned the champion uh, for the NBA just, what, two months ago, that it's a shortened off season. However, these guys are fine-tuned bodies that they will, they will be able to get back into rhythm very quickly. So I'm excited, happy. I'll be tuning in especially to see the ring ceremony for the Lakers and then just go, go from there. Because it is a 72-game season, because it's a different season, uh, start time I'm talking about, uh, I can see load management being a big issue. Load management. What is load management? Well, you just take off days to protect yourself. It's going to be a 72-game season, not a normally 82-game season, and they're trying to get everything done before the uh, Olympics kick off because a lot of the international players are playing for their respective countries, so they want to get it done. So I didn't mention COVID. Well, if they're using the same model that the NCAA is using of the um, – NFL is using, COVID is going to impact. It's already impacted Golden State where they had to shut down their facility. And Golden State hasn't played a game since March. Okay, so what's going on up there? Golden State, get it together. In the bubble, there was no COVID. No COVID, no positive COVID in, in the bubble. So what, we, what do we know? The bubble works. Guess what? They're not going back to the bubble. So it's going to be impactful. It's going to affect how, what are the protocols? I don't know how they're going to uh, adjust for COVID, I don't know if they're going to need two negative tests before they come back. But if it's anything like the NFL, you're going to have one unhappy camper over here. 
and it's going to affect you. So how are you going to manage it? That is the question. So Vic, I, I, I'm happy. I'm excited. I know on December 25th, you're going to be tuned in. Uh, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings about the NBA kicking off? Um, I am excited. I am excited because I know that Adam Silver gave me a great product. I'm excited to see that if he can deliver again, because right now it's Adam we trust. Give me something that I can watch every week, two to three times a week, and be excited. It took me a couple weeks watching the NFL before I said, okay, they're not going to have me as invested this year. Do not do that to me, NBA. Because he gave me something good to watch, I, I've been, I'm addicted to what Adam can potentially give me. I am concerned uh, how they're going to manage with now, a, a, you know, worse COVID uh, case nationally than it was early in the year. But again, I trust that his team of advisors are looking at these lessons learned or the lessons not learned from the NFL and NCAA football. So what games intrigue me on Christmas? Well, Definitely the Lakers and Mavericks. Uh, I like to see what Luka Doncic. I mean, those guys showed up in the bubble. So with this now reloaded Laker team and this battle-hardened Mavericks team, it will be a good game. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to see what KD and Kyrie do when they play the Celtics. We talked about the Celtics. It should have been uh, Eastern Conference should belong to the Celtics. They're going to get tested. Is KD ready coming off of an injury of the Achilles? Is Kyrie ready? Who's going to be the number one guy? Kyrie always had trouble saying, I'm the number one guy or can he default? So really going to be interested in watching those dynamics, but also how their the chemistry on the, on the court. And again, you have a rookie head coach. So star-wise, roster-wise, the Nets look exciting. But is the chemistry going to work versus the seasoned Celtics team? Unfortunately, Klay Thompson got hurt. So watching that, the Warriors versus the Bucks, maybe they'll flex that. But that's unfortunate. But still, you can see uh, Steph Curry and Draymond. But it's not going to be the same Warriors team you would expect to see. And then, what are these Clippers? Who are these Clippers? Because we know the Nuggets. Again, the Nuggets showed who they were in the in this doggone bubble. And these Jokers, they're scary. Now, in a couple years, the change in the guard could be them in the Mavs. Jamal Murray, <laughs> that's a bad cat. So, but again, the Clippers are not the Clippers of last year. Has Kawhi and PG-13 uh, come out their, their slumber and realize no one's scared of you? But now you got a new coach as well. So that'll be interesting to watch. So I got about three games I want to watch uh, on that day. And hopefully that'll take me out of my NFL funk. And I'm trusting, I'm trusting, because I really want to enjoy my sports during this pandemic. I really do. Otherwise, I'll pick up knitting and quilting and some other stuff that I've been looking at on YouTube and Google just to find something to do. Something better than nothing. And right now, those are some things that is better than the nothing called the NFL. All right. So <laughs> it is um, time always flies when we're having fun. So I'm going to end um with another note related to education. Something that I'm seeing more now than I ever have are all of these different connections. And the fact that you can't count on what you thought a day, a week, a year was going to be like. 
So my burn is, is really just a, a um, point of caution for all of the younger athletes out there. Any job that you want to do, almost any job that you want to do, you can do in support of athletics. So don't think that you um, are going to go to the professional, you know, one of those professional leagues and that you're going to be able to, to do that for the rest of your life. I would like for you to look at those other opportunities that you have. There are other skills that you have. You can do that within the NBA. You can have a finance job with the NFL. You can have a, a communications job within the NBA. So just look at those different opportunities that you can have, because hopefully we're seeing now more than ever that nothing is is, is promised. And the more that you can market yourself and, and make yourself available, you'll be able to be flexible and pivot no matter what 2020 or 2040 throws at you. That's my final thought. Wear your mask, socially distance, wash your hands. Thank you, healthcare workers. We love you. Couldn't do it without you. Stay safe. My prayers are with you and your family. You have a limited time to make an unlimited impact. We have 29 days left in this year. 2020 was what it was. For some, it's a hot mess. For some, it's something they want to forget. For some, they've even grown. We talked about the something for nothing. We talk about the sports, talk about quilting, what have you. Maximize this time. We know that every day is not promised. We can complain about what we can't do. We can complain about the new norm or what have you, but maximize this time. If you want to become a better leader, become a better leader. Read, find a mentor, Men find a mentee. Do something with this time. It's not too late. Make it count. You have a limited time to make an unlimited impact. Let's create our own energy. Let's create our own successes. Let's get after it. Again, we got 28 days left, 29 days left in this year. Let's have fun. Let's make it what it is. But again, love the people you're with. Reconcile with the people you haven't. And keep it moving.